Welcome to your Thursday edition of the Holy Commutes podcast, the only show in Wiffle Ball that gives you daily Wiffle content from around the Wiffle world. I'm your Thursday host this season, Will Smithy, during this January 2024 season. And today I have a guest with me, Mike Witte. So say hi to the people, Mike. What's up, Will? What's up, people? So yeah, today just going to be a little bit of kind of an interview question, kind of back and forth with uh, Mike and I for for the listeners to get get to know Mike a little bit, kind of get to know either his background or kind of what he's doing, wiffle ball, kind of some of his opinions on things. So say we just uh, get into it. So I know um, Mike, we we go way back and stuff. So kind of give give the people some of the background on you in regards to like how you got into wiffle ball, some of your athletic background, stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, being from Indianapolis, um, all of the wiffle ball guys and I mean, me and you for sure. It's a, it's a small, well, Indianapolis isn't small, but all the schools play each other. So, I was lucky enough to play against you in high school, and I played against Dudas and Jones. Well, our schools played. I wasn't on varsity. But anyways, um, you know, we we got to play against each other. Then after high school, I ended up going to a community college, and after the community college, I had the opportunity to go to the University of Indianapolis and play with – Will, Reed, Dudas, and Jones. And after school ball was over, Reed and Will were already deep into the wiffle ball. And so they asked me to dive, and I kind of – I'd say I floated there for a while, and I jumped right – I ended up jumping in after after floating, but – that's kind of how I got into wiffle ball. Yeah, that uh, I'd say deep maybe a little bit of a understatement for me. I know, I know, I was the last year or two at UND, I was doing stuff specifically so I could get better at wiffle ball, not even necessarily getting better at baseball. I know it took Reed, Reed and you a little bit longer, at least to finish baseball up before he got in near near as serious as I was taking it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you guys were both in the league and both were going to tournaments. That's that's more so what I was meaning by saying deep. But yeah, yeah I mean, you definitely are the deepest for <laughs> sure. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. The only one, only one that could maybe match as far as our league is Dudas, but Dudas deeper into CCW is not nearly as not nearly as much as the national stuff, which I'd say that I'm I'm interested in so far. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I mean, mentioned getting into wiffle ball and stuff. So I mean, you've been you've played in the league now for CCW three years. You've made your way to a couple UFs and an NWA. What's your what's your favorite part about you know wiffle ball? It's kind of a the hole right now and making you that once once to keep back come more. My favorite part about wiffle ball, it's definitely got to be the guys. Whether it's our league. Or the tournaments. I mean, being able to connect with people and have share a share a want to do something, I think, is always cool. And it is so different compared to a lot of hobbies that some people have. 
Yeah, it's definitely a unique hobby. A lot of times, you know, people ask about like wiffle ball and almost you have to show them videos really to make them understand what is it, what it is that we're actually doing. It's not just playing the normal game in the backyard that people that people think of. Exactly. And then you show the videos and people are like, how do you do that? And I sit there and think, how do I do this? <laughs> but it's just so fun. It's so fun. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely not sure how you do some of the stuff that you're doing right now, specifically pitching, throwing that, throwing the wolf ball and stuff. So I know like this year, I'd say this year for you, wiffle ball wise was kind of your coming out party this past year. We took you took you to mall opening day and you throw, you know, 10 innings with 30 K's. Um, how did you, how did you feel that experience uh, worked out for you to kind of start the year off with a, a tournament like that? Well, I mean, going to UFs the prior year and being able to watch you guys and watch everybody around, it really, it really made me want to be good at wiffle ball because in the beginning I just more so was, just kind of there not necessarily like I didn't want to be there because I I love being there but I didn't care to be very very good but going to those going to that national tournament made me realize that like guys are really really good at this and I should try to be just as good if not better if I can so that made me want to be better at what we do and going into mall, we got to practice a little bit and you know, you guys slugged me around the wiffle the wiffle the dirt yard. So um that experience itself though really helped me propel my game for the U Wiffs. Yeah, I think I think that was a good tournament for us to get out to and play that cut since we don't play nearly nearly as much cut. But I know you just mentioned going going to UFs. You only you only got one one out for us in 2022. You're kind of a last minute addition to that team, but I'm glad that we were able to get you out to that tournament, kind of get the wiffle ball bug in you a little bit to get get your game to that next level and kind of be that missing piece that I think where it's gonna be very helpful for us here in the coming future. Yeah, for sure. It was definitely a great experience and it makes me want to go back every year. Like I wait for that tournament. I wait for I, mean, I wait for CCW. I wait for NWA, but UFs is a blast as well. Yeah. UFs. There's something about it. Just seems a little bit different. I mean, NWA it's definitely unique in its own right. And I know like at CCW, that's the first tournament that the guys started going into back in the day. Um when Dudas used to just get whoever could come with them to go to that tournament. But something about that UFs tournament just seems seems a little different. It seems it's a little bit more next level from what we're already doing. Right, correct. As the kids would say, it hits a little different. Hits a little different. That definitely makes sense. So now that you had that one year um, of experience, like in the national stage um, for NWA and UFs and stuff, is there anything that, like, you're specifically working on to kind of take your game to the next level um, either for league wise or um, national wise, just kind of whatever you're doing right now or focusing on for this upcoming like wiffle season. Uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, pitching wise, I definitely need to 
find a couple more pitches that I am confident in throwing in game. And then hitting-wise, I don't know if anybody has watched CCW or any of the games that I play in, but I tend to hit the ball about a solid 15 feet. If it is, I mean, I, I usually hit the ball hard, but it's on the ground. But if I get it off the ground, it usually hits the hits the fence. So <laughs> trying to find a launch angle to where the ball could go over the fence would be lovely. So that's what I'm going to try to work on hitting-wise. Yeah, I'd say that's a couple of good things for us, specifically hitting-wise. I mean, for people that don't know, Witty – Woody hits the ball on like a deadline when he squares it up. There's no lift at all, and especially at the dirt yard where that center field fence is, I don't know, maybe maybe eight or nine feet tall. It's it's kind of up there. It has no chance to go over because it never goes above it. It just goes straight into the wall. And the guys in our league are getting pretty good at fielding, and so we're doing the base running, but hits the wall so fast they get into second base that he's just kind of sitting there at first with a long single when he could have, you know, 10 or 15 homers if he just learns how to lift the ball up a little bit. Yeah, it's good that you say that because, yeah, I definitely need to work work on realizing that the ball's staying in the yard and working for extra base hits. But like you said, guys in the league are so good at fielding that that does take away some of the efforts. Yeah, and I know, like, and again, you, so you mentioned adding some new pitches this this past year. I want to I want to call you a one a one you know pitch pony by any means, but you definitely relied on that riser both clean and cut specifically through most of your outings this year at in our league or NWA or UFs. Is there, is there anything that you like think of differently to throw those like risers with the two different styles? Um, yeah, for sure. Just, I mean, hand placement on the riser on the clean is really key because if I, I mean, I can mess with it a little bit to get it to, to bite a little bit more or, stay true but making sure that my hand placement on that riser clean I have to think about a lot more even though I do think about throwing both pitches at UFs because if I don't think about it it's going to go the other way and sometimes goes over the backstop or right into the ground right when I throw it yeah that's uh <laughs> that kind of just shows kind of how new you are into kind of wiffle ball in general and like what what he's talking about is with the cup ball uh, he still doesn't always flip the holes over to have the cuts facing the correct way for the screwball. So you'll from a right-handed batter's box, you know, I'm up there against Woody in practice. And this happens more more often than it should. He'll throw a screwball, what he thinks, right at my head, but it's actually a riser and it just takes off and goes into the neighbor's yard with all the chickens because he forgot to flip the holes over. He's just like, I'll throw a screwball, but through the exact same pitch that he's been throwing like the entire bat. That is exactly how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so like speaking of you know throwing the riser for both cut and clean uh now that you've gotten the experience to play both styles both at national tournaments and just different league events is, do you have any preference on those styles or which one do you prefer to play or anything like that um i definitely love throwing the ball at you with so i think throwing cut is so fun um Simply because, like you guys told me from the very beginning, like if you get the arm slot down, you know exactly where it's going. Mm -hmm. um, but clean is just – I just have so much fun playing clean because I can actually hit. I know that I probably could get better at hitting at UFs or 
that style cut trying to hit the ball, but it is so hard to do. <laughs> so I would probably say right now in my little wiffle journey, we can call it, I like playing clean more. Yeah, that's a that's a good answer. Yeah, I, I would I would agree. Pitching pitching a cut ball, it, there's just something about it, knowing that you can do exactly what you want, where you kind of takes that variability out of it, makes it so much fun to throw. But hitting clean style for you with your speed and how fast you are, it's just it's a kind of a no brainer. Even even when you do get better at hitting the cut ball, not having that base running really takes a huge part of your game away. I'd say. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I rely on being able to put my boots on the ground and run to first base and then run around after my team hits the ball. But yeah, I would have to really work cut to be able to hit the ball and it would probably take my average down at least a hundred, maybe 200 points right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's cut ball. I think if our league goes to add any sort of cut, the batting averages would go drastically down in our league. Um, not gonna have near as many, near as many uh, fielders' choices and stuff like that either. That our league has, you know, we just count those at hits as well. So definitely be tough league wise, I'd say. Oh yeah, for sure. Every bit of, yeah, everybody's averages would drop drastically, mm -hmm. like you said. Yeah. Speaking of that, do you have any? Uh, would you have any preference on if like our league? started adding in like more seasons where we can play like cut and clean and slow pitch kind of stuff that I talked about last week on this podcast. If you'd have any idea if you, that'd be something that you'd like, or if you'd like to, the league to kind of stay with the backbone of just the clean ball, like we've done for the last few years. Personally, I feel like all three leagues would, would play great into one allowing guys that may not have as much success and just clean to have more success, but two, just given the the versatility to play all three styles would be just fun, like a blast. Yeah, I think I think it would it would definitely allow a lot of guys to have something that they excelled at. Maybe they could look forward a little bit more. I know there's several guys that may feel like they struggle at clean or fast pitch or small barrels, just aspects that they would get a different opportunity to exceed at something else when we were playing either slow pitch or cut ball or stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. So talking about like the league and possibly different things going on with it, whether schedules and stuff, I know, like you said, you've played, played three years in the league so far. Um, as of right now, you've just been a player. You've gotten to test the free agency kind of bounce around and stuff. You have any, interest in like moving into a coaching role or possibly like next steps as far as your involvement in like circle city wiffle ball goes. There you go. Yep. Yep. This is you set me up. I mean, I play with my, I play with my coach. My coach is Dylan Jones. <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know, it's the hounds. I am a hound. Um, but I mean, to answer your question, I would, I would love to coach. I think that it would be cool a good experience and it takes a load off of some of the guys that do have to coach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure Jones now that uh, he has the baby, maybe wouldn't mind uh, stepping back a little bit. If you were to take over, as long as you guys are still able to run that hounds team, you know, defending champions right now in circle city. So I think that's the first, 
the first title that the Hounds have gotten, but it's your second. So so far you've done you've done pretty good in the league. Yeah, it's quite surprising to me, honestly. But <laughs> well, I don't think I don't think anybody else was too surprised when you're coming out there, you know, throwing that wiffle ball up to was it 100, 103 that you hit on the All-Star night when we had uh, all the fans there under the lights and stuff? Yeah, it was – yeah, it was 103. Yeah, that's – you know, that's – seems pretty good. That's next-level stuff, so I'm glad. I'm glad that you're taking it as serious as some of us because uh, it's good to have a guy like you out there throwing 103 for your own team. That's uh, a, lot of, a lot of good stuff. I appreciate that, Will. I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't for you guys. <laughs> you guys are the reason why I'm in the league, man. Yeah, man. We can all we can all thank Dudas really. I mean, the guy started taking this seriously back in the day and getting guys to NWA and now we got a league, you know, we're like forty five guys deep. We got some very good teams. I think I think honestly we can still get better teams. I don't think we've yet to bring a top one or two team to our uh to these NWA tournaments who are eight deep. Yeah, that's how that's how many guys I le- I think we have in our league. Oh yeah, I would I would definitely piggyback off that and say there are countless guys. I, I think like you said, if we if we brought two really stacked teams, we could even bring a third team that'd be pretty stacked, honestly. And depending on the way that everything played out, I think each team has a chance to go into late Saturday, early Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think if we were able to bring, if everybody was available that weekend and we'd be able to handpick, you know, the three teams that come out there. Um, I don't have any doubt that they would all make it to Sunday. I think all of them could win at least one of their two elimination games Saturday to get to Sunday, you know, especially, especially being like the style that we play year round. I think that's a, a massive advantage that for NWA for us and stuff. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, so kind of speaking of all these guys in our league, you know, um, you have any upcoming predictions for like CCW, whether that's guys that you think maybe like onto a breakout year or could be up for winning some awards, just kind of anything like that that you think may may happen that you'd want to put out there before before the year. Yeah, I mean, this comes to no surprise for me. It's an automatic no brainer. I think Aiden Palmer, if he stays healthy, could win. An MVP. Mm-hmm. He's unbelievable. I think Mitch Byers could win a Cy Young. I think Cade Luker or uh, Austin Ollis or a Tyler Gregory or a Taylor Carpenter who could win literally any award. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think all of those guys are easy names for silver slugger. I don't know if Connor Morris is coming back next year, but he's another guy that comes to mind for a silver slugger. I mean, he, I mean, we just got guys that can really hit it. Definitely. Yeah. So many guys in our league hit um, both fast pitch and slow pitch really well. Yeah. You mentioned Aiden. Aiden was well on his way in that MVP conversation last year until he broke his hand. He had really figured it out back on the mound again. And he's always a guy that like he's liable to take anybody deep fast pitch like at any moment. It doesn't his swing doesn't necessarily look the cleanest, but he connects on fast pitch all the time for just moonshots to center field. That's true. I can't yeah. forget about the I can't forget about Kamish. I mean Kamish could win silver slugger, no problem. 
Yeah, Dudas can easily Dudas can easily win several awards depending on what he's doing. It um the only the only thing that hurts him is just the time that he has to think about just the whole league itself and not just on uh himself playing there, you know. Oh, I can't forget about I forget I can't forget about um Thomas. Thomas could Thomas Hopkins could win a silver yeah. slope. Yeah, Thomas Thomas could definitely have a huge breakout year. I think his his teams the past few years have seemed like he was really the main the main guy that you had to focus on getting out. I think if he could get a little bit deeper bats around him that uh he he could get more mistake pitches, maybe a few more slow pitches to capitalize on. He could definitely definitely have a really big year in the league. Yeah, that's for sure. Mhm. I think also uh I think Landon Landon Ball could definitely uh, take that next step as a pitcher this next year. He's one of my guys that I think having a like a prediction for him to come through, maybe go in like most improved. I think on the mound, he's extremely close to being like that kind of lockdown number two pitcher on a team like the Swamp Dragons behind behind Taylor. Oh yeah, for sure. I also did I say did I say Dowden or Holden? Dustin no. Dowden could win it. Dustin Dowden could win a. Cy Young, no problem. Yeah, his sprinkle ball is going. gross. Sprinkle, mm-hmm. Dowden, Mitch. Who's that fourth name that I'm missing right now that I'm that I was thinking about for pitching? Uh, it might have been Holden. Was that who you were thinking? Holden? Yeah, it, it is Holden. Yeah, Holden's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, all of those guys, all of those guys. The best part is like they all have their own like unique pitches that they work with. Um, and they're all different. Like four guys, all of them have four different pitches that are pretty unique as far as like the league would consider. And yeah, they're all just super, super effective in their own right. Just, just dominate hitters all year long. And there's no way to figure it out. Yeah, just no way. You know what you're gonna get. They just put it on board. It's hard to hit. So yeah, like talking about all these different guys, do you have any any predictions on free agents, either players signing together or different teams signing any big free agents? Because I know usually here at CCW in February is kind of when our free agent frenzy goes off. Um, I think the biggest one that stands out to me would be Aiden and Holden splitting up. I, I think they split up and they both have more success if they're not together. I know that's a hot take because they were unbelievable together last year, but I do think that they split up and they're better. Um, I think Sprinkle might venture out a little bit. I don't know that I don't know that he might want to, but I think for the league it would be it would be great. Um when we think about the guys that come from up north to come play with us, I can see Capooch signing with somebody mm-hmm. or Gags yeah. signing with somebody and or even Ian. I mean, any of those guys signing with the team, that's a that's a heavy boost for anybody looking for guys that are gonna be there and guys that are gonna produce. Yeah, I think I think those are good ones. I think the Palmer one Aiden and Holden splitting up. I think that's a I think that's a good take if that happens that they do better. I think it would allow them to get, you know, the innings they need to actually succeed. I think I think both of those guys 
like when or when they're on would slide into that tier one pitcher in our league. So if they're if they're splitting up and getting their innings, I think that'd be that'd be really good. That'd be a that'd be a big prediction because I know the last couple of years they've wanted to be on the same team and stuff, you know, being brothers. So that'd be that'd be some stuff. Yeah, that and then also when those two if one of them was to branch out or if both of them branch out, it opens up the door for Rudy. Because I haven't said Rudy's name yet, but Rudy's mm -hmm. unbelievable. I mean, he's a very good football player in his own right. He yeah. gets it done everywhere. So being able to see him on the mound more would probably be good for his team. Yeah. Yeah. Rudy, Rudy really is one of the better all around players we have in our league and stuff. So it doesn't doesn't get the the recognition as much as you'd think. Um, I know in the past few years he's kind of not thrown as many innings as the years before trying to take a little bit more health, healthy care on his arm and stuff like that. But yeah, that would allow him to get some more innings up there and kind of get, get him back to uh, what we all know that he can do as well. Yeah. Cause when he's on, he's dialed, man. Yeah. Yeah. I uh had to experience that. I know in our playoffs this year, I think he took me, he took me deep twice in the same game, fast pitch, and they were no, they were no doubters, absolute moonshots off me. I could I could say that I feel like Alex Gurchev could sign with somebody and and have a big year. Yeah. Alex Gurchev I mean, he is the real deal. Gets it done. Yeah, he uh he signed with me last year in the moonshots and he he blew out my expectations. He hit the ball every single week he was showing up and hitting homers and was a great, great pitcher for us. We started off as the number two and then uh, D Louie kind of stepped up his game pitching. So Alex kind of was that number three, like relief role for us and like filled in a lot, a lot of innings for us. And I think he can throw even more this upcoming year. He's a guy that has two, three pitches on the mound already. So I know, I know he could definitely take that next step forward and being like a, a more legit two way guy. Um, I actually apologized to him that I wasn't able to give him as many innings this past year as I, I felt like I should have. And he could uh, have, you know, another year of experience already doing that two-way stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, and we could also see a, a crazy move of Cade Luker leaving the short shorts and developing his game to be – I mean, he could be a coach, honestly. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good one. Like he's a guy that he's already one of the top hitters of the league, and we saw last year and uh, and at NWA actually for the Dirtball team that he's pitched. He knows how to pitch. Got some different movement already and stuff. So I think he could he could really hone that in and be a legit two way guy as well. Maybe a good a great number two pitcher on a team where he's already like that that big left handed bat. Yeah, for sure. See, I know here we're winding down on our time. Um, a lot of times on these Wiffle podcasts, people uh, plug anything or, you know, give any shout outs to different things that they may have. So I was wondering if you have anything that you'd like to plug before we go off. Plug. If I could plug anything, it would probably be for people to watch more Circle City Wiffle Ball because <laughs> it is a great time. Guys are out there having a great time. People, I mean, the commentary is great. Everything about it is always fun. But if we look outside of Circle City, I would say both national tournaments are unbelievable. Um, you get to see 
guys that you don't normally see, you get to see all types of players from everywhere, and they're all getting along, and it's a good time. Um, but thinking about tournaments, I would I would like to think that maybe one day we could get a big tournament going and. Indianapolis and we could get some of these good teams to come out and play whatever style it is that we would like to play and have a cool little tournament like that. I think it'd be cool to even have like a, I don't know how we'd do it, but like a cut clean type deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I know it's a good plug, you know, getting out there, all those different tournaments and seeing different guys as far as, As far as uh, Circle City hosting more tournaments, I know like we've hosted a couple NWAs, but this this year we're adding a an all grass field just past the dirt yard for people who've been there where we did have parking before. Now it's going to be an all grass field, so two fields on site. Um, I definitely would be I would be shocked if Dudas did not have some plans to host either some big time cash tournaments or some some types of dirt tournaments here at the dirt yard for people to kind of come into and and played now that we got uh, two fields that are going to be really nice. I think he's even trying to think about getting, getting more fields, maybe getting another setup somewhere else. So that's what I would plug, be on the lookout in the future for, you know, Indianapolis and CCW hosting some, some big time tournaments, not just NWA or, or a UF tournament, but maybe a one-off tournament like that. Yeah. I'd like to uh, thank you for joining me on the podcast in this Thursday edition of the Holy Commute. And thanks for listening to me uh interview Mike Witty so people can learn more about him. I do appreciate it, Willie. Uh it's always good talking to you. It's good catching up and it's good talking with football, man. Yeah. And then here in January, CCW getting ready to hopefully do the free agent frenzy here in February. So we're getting ready to kind of start the next season. So yeah, glad I could talk to you. Glad we could uh get your voice out there a little bit more and uh thanks for joining. I do appreciate it, brother. Um, as as you heard Will say, you guys could refer to me as Mike. I, I do appreciate it. All right. Have a good one.